turn to Galatians, the third chapter. Amen. We'll be reading verses six through nine. Galatians, the third chapter, verses six to nine. Let's read. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Amen. Amen. By your heads all over the building. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for this congregation right now. We bind everything that would hinder, Lord. We ask your blessings upon your people. Lord, enlighten and endow us with your word this morning. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, come against everything, oh, God, that would hinder the word of God. Everything that would hinder the lives of the saints of God. Lord, we pray, oh God, that your will would be done in this hour right now. Look down on the body of Christ everywhere, whatever continent, God, whatever nation, whatever nationality, God. We need you, oh God. Oh God, help us to become one, oh God. One Lord, one faith, and in one baptism. God, help us to unify in the faith among believers of God everywhere. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, oh God, that you will continue to strengthen and keep us right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask your blessings upon us. And your manservant, bless your manservant, oh God. Give me clarity of thought, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. The subject this morning is a contract with God. And it's dealing with Abraham. We oftentimes, we don't realize what God has promised. We don't fully understand the benefit or the benefits that we have if we would serve God by faith. We allow folk to get into our ears and change the gospel which was given by God to save our soul. Right now, there are so much that has happened to cause the believers to lose out on benefits that God had promised his people. Uh, we work too hard and we continually struggle because we're under the impression that God keeps moving the bar. The bar that God has set has been set even when he set it with Abraham. 
God did not move or make new conditions upon us. Even the same that he gave Abraham was the same that he gave us. What God expected out of Abraham, he expects out of you and me today. That's why we must understand that there are some things that the enemy has done deliberately to confuse the people or the saints of the most high God. You know, that's why we must watch this hour because there's so much contradictions to the word of God that you can hear truth uh, on the same station, but then there come falsity uh, or a lie or a deception uh, on the same media that you got truth. Uh. So when you understand that um, God didn't say uh, that the enemy was not going to try to Fuse the way. But I come to admonish you this morning. You've got to know where your power is. You've got to know where your power lies. It does not lie in you, but it lies in a holy, righteous God. Oh, I can hear God's word say, I'm not a man that I should lie. That's enough for us to believe now the way we need to believe God. But I want you to know that here in Galatians, it's dealing with an issue. Uh, the Apostle Paul here is dealing with a problem. Uh, and a lot of times we don't understand or we don't realize uh, there is a problem when you don't believe God's word like God said it. Uh, there is a problem when somebody uh, changes the word of God. When they change it, they makes it a lie. Do I have a church? There is a problem when you can't get the truth. If you can't get it right, you can't walk in it right. If you can't get it right, you can't live it right. There is a problem when somebody get in the word of God and they change the word of God into a lie. Our Bible tells us we that does it and he that listen shall be damned because they obey a lie rather than the truth. If God's word says it's wrong, it's wrong in the morning. It's wrong at noonday. And it's wrong all night long. If the word of God come and say I'm wrong, I'm just wrong, brother. I'm wrong, sister. I come to admonish all of us that are wrong. It's time to get it right. Because we're under contract by holy and righteous God. When you look at the problem that the apostle was 
having with this church it was saved folk creating problems for other saved folk they wanted to take the church back under the law wanted to go back into Judaism but can I tell you Judaism didn't save anybody the Jews wasn't saved the Jews couldn't get saved in the Judaism but look here Paul was straightening out a point and I wish to God we had some real deal apostles instead of these shysters we got now that don't know the hole that a hole in the ground from the hole in their head don't know nothing about biblical principles can't tell you how to live right hallelujah to God can't make an honest decision can't stand on the truth 24 hours and want folks to follow them I can go to hell by myself why should I follow you to hell but I pray to God that he sent a real deal apostle one day that you may learn that the truth is God's word or the truth of God's word rather save me in the soul when you look at Paul he was a controversy they would have love feasting hallelujah to God there was a mixed group in the New Testament church there were Jews that were saved went down in water in Jesus name believe that Jesus was God believe that Jesus was coming back again just like he said he would then there was some Gentile some pork eaters in the church they ate pork in the morning they ate pork in the afternoon and ate pork all day long and God wasn't sending them into hell for eating pork for what God blessed is blessed and what God cursed is cursed but there was a mixing in the church at their love feast the Gentile had a table and the Jews had a table and Paul noticed something about the apostle Peter when the Jews came to town Peter didn't eat with the Gentiles but he made a difference so Paul called him on that God justified the Gentiles and he justified the Jews I can hear you now 
God that keep trying to change the gospel to fit you. But if it's not the gospel of Christ, it's not the gospel. Hallelujah to God. I wish the church folks would wake up one day and rebel against the system. Denomination ain't going to save you. But Jesus will. How beautiful your church ain't going to save you. But Jesus will. Will you what part of the world you in? It ain't going to save you. But Jesus will. Doesn't matter if you're black or white. The Bible tells me that Jesus saved to the utmost. Jesus saved. I might as well this morning when you look at it how the enemy gets in and try to separate God from his people got a few over there in that corner some in the back some on the left side in the same house but don't believe the same God what a travesty hallelujah to God I can see Paul who begin to notice by the inspiration of God how Peter got an already dealt with you you can't call nothing a nobody that he come to save come to unclean we can't afford to turn nobody away cause God didn't give the church that kind of power he said come unto me heavy laden and I'll give you rest take your yoke upon me hallelujah to God I come to tell you I'd rather be yoked up with Christ than all the other mess that's going on hallelujah to God and can I tell you, touch and agree on that. Hallelujah to God. So you see, Paul, he said, Now I must.
just give you a lesson. You're thinking about law. And so he was the chief of the law. He was educated in the law. That was the whole reason why he crucified and killed saints. Because they did not obey the law. And he began to explain to them, the law couldn't save you. Circumcision couldn't save you. The law pointed to how low down and dirty you are. Can I speak to something this morning? All you folk that are hollering about because Christianity is a white man religion. If it wasn't for God, you black men would be more jacked up than you are now. I got an amen from heaven. If it wasn't for God, we'd still be in slavery. We'd still be walking down the road and picking cotton in time like this. We need a savior. We need to know that I ain't gonna hold and grip the solid rock and that rock was Jesus. Hallelujah to God. No wonder I could see Daniel. He saw the stone rolling. Can I tell you? You ain't got to believe it. But Daniel already saw it. The whole earth is going to be filled with the gospel of Jesus Christ. With or without you. You too. But I come to tell you that I'm under contract with God. Hold on. Can't nothing stop you. The devil is selling lies. But I come to tell the truth this morning. Hallelujah to God. So you see him. We must go back into the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter, and it deals with Abraham in the agreement that God made with him. And what I like to do is to tell you this ain't just to Abraham it's to you and me but the whole plot of the enemy was to keep you from becoming Abraham in this generation hallelujah to God I could see Abraham living 
the Chaldean. What no Holy Ghost said. What nobody praising God down there. He was in the land where they worship false God. I heard what writer say. My father wasn't a preacher. My no preachers in my family. But the Lord called me anyhow. How many can say the Lord called you? Anyhow. And God stopped him one day. Abraham and called him by name. Abraham, come out and follow me. I'm going to take you to a land you don't know nothing about. Don't nobody know your past over there. And don't nobody know your future. But Abraham, I got a word for you. Abraham, if you follow me, I'm going to take you to a land of frozen milk and honey. Abraham, I got a land that I'm going to give you. Hallelujah to God. Can I tell you, you've been asking for the wrong soul. You need to ask God for what's yours. Hallelujah to God. You've been working for the wrong thing. Tell God, give me what you said you were going to give me. Hallelujah to God. But not when you look at it. Where would need to be today? In the 15th chapter. God had already made Abraham rich. Hallelujah to God. Look at God. He called him out. Told him to go where he showed him. Told Abraham to walk out. Hallelujah to God. Then he justified him. Not by works. But he justified him by faith. That's why the writer said. Show me your works. I'll show you my faith. Show me what you believe. I can show you how you got there. Hallelujah to God. So Abraham. Now. 
Can you imagine? Now after God that made Abraham rich, now God want Abraham to enter into a contract. Isn't it amazing? And we lose out because we were born in a contract. We didn't have to enter in. But when we went down in water, in Jesus' name, we were born again. We got up to walk in newness of life. Don't tell me what I did before I met Jesus. My life began after I met Jesus. I feel like preaching this morning. So now, God is telling Abraham, Hallelujah, Hallelujah to God. And I'm going to give you some symbolism here. And if I can explain them, if I may, so you can really see what God was doing. Hallelujah to God. He told Abraham, go get a heifer. What was a heifer? The heifer was a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to God. When you look at a heifer is that a female calf that haven't had a child between two and three years old. Look out here. And not only that, he said, now I want to give you some biblical numerology. And I don't want you to forget it. If you go to sleep and see three goats, if you go to sleep and see three devils, if you go to sleep and three houses burning down, I want you to know what the three represent is to confirm or convey rather the meaning of completeness. You know what God was telling Abraham? I'm not going to have do what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do it and leave nothing out. I'm not going to have to do it and have you looking for another God. When you get to Abraham or when I get to you go now that I am God. Hallelujah to God. When you look 
seven. Three is a lesser degree of seven. It's still complete. But three appears over 467 times in God's word. Then you look at the she-goat. The goat symbolizes or the goat have four meetings. Look at what God was telling Abraham. Even if goat number one symbolizes sin, it symbolizes visionary, it symbolizes leadership, it symbolizes sacrifice. I can see God telling Abraham, ain't no sin can separate me from you. Ain't no other vision can separate me from you. Ain't no other leadership can separate me from you. Ain't no sacrifice can separate me from you. Look at what God is revealing to Abraham. Hallelujah. Now you wonder why God could do what he did in the life of Abraham. Abraham was a liar, but lying didn't separate him. Abraham, he was a sleeper, or he was one of those folk that was caught in adultery when it came down to God. Had a child out of wedlock, but God didn't hold it against him. You see what I see? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I don't care what you did. I don't care where you've been. Let's go back to God. Well, reach this morning. Then, then, you look at it. He said, now, bring me a turtle dove. Look out here. God had already knew what you and I needed to be declared. Bring me a turtle dove. Do you know the symbolic meaning of turtle dove is innocence, is purity, enduring love, harmony. Look out, church. You see what God wants. He wants your love. He wants your innocence. He wants your purity. He wants harmony with you. 
I feel like preaching this morning. Then, then, he tell them, you bring me a pigeon. Hallelujah. And the pigeon represent peace. Your soul, my soul, want peace with God. Hallelujah. I can hear the old church singing now. Hallelujah. Hush. You're too loud. Hush. You're too worried. Hush. You're too fearful. Somebody's calling my name. And it sounds like Jesus. You see, not only does the pigeon represent peace, it represents kindness. God always wanted to be kind to you. That's why he said, love ye one another, for I have always loved you. Can you love with the love of God? Can you love like God wants us to love? And God knew one day you were going to need to be healed. A pigeon represent divine healing from God. Look like God thought about everything that we were going to need. And he put it in the contract. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. The pigeon already also means divine blessing. You know you need to be blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed going out. And blessed coming in. And all the nations of the earth is going to be blessed. Cause his children are blessed. The neighborhood you live in right now is blessed cause you're there. Hallelujah to God. Our church, we need to understand the contract. Then the dove pigeon also means happiness. Have you ever wondered why you going through and still happy? Hallelujah to God. The devil trying to take your joy. But hallelujah to God. You still come out with a smile on your face. Clapping in your hands. Stomping in your feet. 
and telling yourself, I believe everything is going to be all right. You got a contract. So what actually, what is actually is a contract. When you look at it biblically, it means a covenant. But when you look at it in the English, a written or spoken agreement, especially one concerning employment of salaries, tendency is that is intended to be enforced uh, by law. Both parties uh, must sign. Uh, I can preach right there. Uh, hallelujah to God. Uh, but I need you to understand uh, Abraham didn't sign. Uh, uh, hallelujah to God. Uh, you ought to be glad. Abraham didn't sign. Abraham prepared to sacrifice. He split them in two. Cleaned them up. Laid them out. We thought he was waiting on God. God was waiting on him. I can see Abraham waiting to God to show up. But the bird showed up trying to eat away the commitment that God made you and me. But I can see God. Hallelujah to God. Abraham waited and watched all day long. But hallelujah to God. When the night came, God showed up as a smoking firebrand. Hallelujah to God. He walked through the heifer. Hallelujah to God. Walked through the sheepfold. Walked through the ram. Walked through the pigeon. And walked through the turtle dove. God signed the agreement and didn't need Abraham. I heard the word say, I swear by myself. made a covenant with you by myself. He didn't need you to sign. I don't think you get it. He didn't need a confession from you. He didn't need you to confess and say nothing. Come on, son. Come on, preacher. He said, I make this law. Yes, sir. 
make this binding. Yes, sir. So tell every devil in that's on your tail, go to hell. <laughs> Ain't nothing you can do to me. Yes, sir. Tell all your old problems. I am under contract with God. And he didn't need me to sign. He signed it himself. Maybe now you'll go home and go to bed. Maybe now you'll stop begging God. Please, please, please. Because we have allowed Folks that didn't understand the agreement that God made with man to cause us not to walk in the covenant. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Lord, please heal me. I understand now. Yes, sir. Why the Lord told me he was going to heal me. Yes, I understand now why he told you he was going to heal you before you even asked him and knew you were sick. That's right, sir. Because we're under contract and it's not God's fault if you didn't read the contract. Come on, son. Come on, we fell prey to the devil because we didn't read it. Every time you go to Walmart and swipe your card, you didn't agree with them that if the funds are not there, I'm going to pay you. If not, you can take me to court. Uh -huh. When you send that check in to the water company, you made an agreement that I'm going to pay you. If this check's bounced, I'm going to pay you with the penalty. But look at God. I'm not telling you to lie. I'm not telling you to cheat. I'm not telling you to be a thief because God's still going to deal with that stuff. But look at Abraham's life now that you have the knowledge that you have and look what God did even when Abraham messed up. Didn't hold it against him. Straightened him up. Picked him up, washed him off, and made his enemies foot his bill. Abraham lied because Sarah was his sister and his wife. But he told them that if she was his sister and left the wife part out. And God said, and then one king grabbed and gonna make one of his concubines. God said, oh, everybody in the, in, the, in the country, all the women getting ready to have a cycle. Because <laughs> you're not gonna mess with what I done blessed. And you're crying, trying to figure life out. Trust God. He'll jack up the world for you. Come on, preacher. Messed up that king so bad, he paid Abraham to leave town. Take your wife and get out of here. treat me fair. 
Not if they can help it. But God knows what my blessing is. You see what I'm saying? He takes the worry off. You know one that you cast all your cares upon me for I care for you. That's part of the agreement. And if you don't fully live in the contract, guess what? You under another gospel. And that's how the world and the devil done got a foothold in our lives. Because you trying to walk under another gospel, and the only gospel that God protects is the one that he gave. So no wonder justification and, and grace is so prevalent but well, we don't talk nothing about justification and grace we're trying to figure out what can I do to be saved no what can you let God do to help you be saved if you can do it you ain't saved you are justified by the faith you have in Jesus Christ alone. Absolutely. Well, I don't quite believe it. No wonder you can't be saved. And do you not know it is he that declares you justified? Hmm. No wonder we're having a problem. No wonder we can't just live this life in the abundance that he had promised. We're trying to be like, you know, folks who folks mess up their own mind. Kind of like the, the little mind study thing. As a man thinketh, so is he. You want to draw weakness in your life? Focus on weakness. You so powerful, it's your coming. You want to focus on, I can't make it, you ain't going to make it. You, your mind and your going to make you and your body so weak, you going to throw in the towel, walk out those doors, and ain't going to come back. Spiritually. A whole lot of folks make a bunch of natural trips. When I go to the store, and when I go to a store, it ain't nothing spiritual about me going there. I'm trying to find some natural food. No wonder you can't come to the house of God and get no spiritual food. We want to spiritualize natural things and naturalize spiritual things. Take your lazy tail to bed and show up in the house of God in the morning. Making excuses not to be saved. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The work has already been done. Yes, wow. So God sealed the contract. And then God followed you waiting until you're 74 years old to realize, huh, I could have had life easy. But I made it hard. Well, 
I work. I went to school. I build a house. I, I plant a vineyard. I, 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 I. No, God said, I'll give you a vineyard you hadn't even planted. I'll give you a house that you didn't build. I'll give you a land that you didn't work for. Isn't that part of the contract? You still struggling with your mind over 40 acres in a mule. not based on a hearsay. Do you believe? Isn't that man? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You know why I know you don't have it? I know why you don't have it. You asked in unbelief. That's why you don't have it. You asked in the Ford also, because you want it because somebody else got it. You don't want it for yourself. You just want to show it off. You want to just flow, 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 and ain't going to give God his glory. That's why you're not going to get it. You know, I, I mean, kind of 
expanding my insight. And I was listening to what some of the theologians and philosophers are saying in this day. If you pursue certain things, they run from you. But can I tell you, you're running after it. And it's pulling you away from God, not close to God. One rich guy said, and this has seemed to be an indictment that hit the church. Folks that run after money will never get it. They'll be forever poor. Because you don't make money like that. So if you get one job, you're going to need two. You get two jobs, you're going to need three. You get four jobs, you're going to need five. Because you're pursuing something that's running from you. And I heard another theologian, philosopher say, if you're looking for love, And you are desperate. The man or the woman sees you. When they see you, you act like you're desperate. They take off running. Because don't nobody want nobody that's desperate. So can I tell you, you better make sure you're going after the right thing. And if you're not going after God, you're going against the contract. If you're not going where God told you to go, if you're not doing what God tells you to do, it voids out the agreement. All God wanted for Abraham is yes, Lord. But have you noticed the amount of folks in the church can't say yes, Lord, and mean it and do it? Never forget I had an experience. When I was first called to the ministry, God would get me and he would put me in a full Nelson. He would set his spirit on me. And just hold me there. I would speak in tongues, be shaking my, in my spirit. I know what I was saying. That means no everywhere you go. And the power of God coming. That's why some people that get in church and hold up the service. It ain't about the service. It's about you. You need to surrender. Want to speak in tongues and fall out over the floor and roll and holler and speak. That's, that's for you. The pastor walked up to me, touched me on the shoulder. All he wants you to do is say yes. And walked off. Do you know the only way I could get the Spirit of God? All for me was I said yes. 
But I didn't mean it right then. I still battle with God for a while, but I said yes because I wanted the Spirit of God to ease up off of me. But guess what? God revealed to me later on what I was saying yes to. You don't know everything. You don't need to know. You need to trust. And that's the biggest problem. You're having an issue of trusting God. That's why you're in a nervous wreck in your stomachs and not. Yes, sir. Becca already told you. If there's no cattle on the vine, if there's no fig on the vine, rather, if there's no cattle in the stall, I got a yet. I'm still believing God because something to eat is coming my way. Forget about all this nonsense they got going on. Yeah, the world is going in. But I'm coming out all right. Yes, the Antichrist is coming on the scene. But I'm coming all right. Yes, all this stuff is unfolding in the earth. Yes, but there's a but. God said, if you can keep your mind stayed on me, I will keep you in perfect peace. Those that keep their mind stayed on the battleground is the mind. The devil's battling your mind and you're losing because you don't believe God. Yeah. Don't believe God? Ain't got a father, you already know. You don't believe God? You believe him while you're here at church. You get home, ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> You need to be scared of you. Look in the mirror. Look what you're doing to you. Tearing up your body. Messing up your spiritual relationship. Falling into the devil's clutches because God didn't give you a spirit of fear. But love, power, and a sound mind. Get some love in your life. Instead of talking about it. Yes, sir. That's right. No wonder your mind is weak. Uh -huh. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm so tempted. <laughs> I mean, why are you so tempted? You're tempted because you want something that belongs to somebody else. Ask God for what yours. Ask God for yours. If somebody else got it, it must mean that they, it's theirs. Or God ain't let them die so they can give it to you. Uh -huh. But it's God's choice. Uh -huh. See, that was Abraham's problem. A millionaire. A billionaire, perhaps. But he crying on the inside because he ain't got a son. Uh -huh. 
but didn't open his mouth to God because he didn't have a son. Well, I guess I'll let Eliezer be my heir. God said, uh, devil you speak. Can I tell you? You ain't got to have a proxy. You ain't got to have somebody stepping in and out of your life. When you can have yours. You want somebody else? Get yours. Can I borrow? Uh-uh. I won't borrow yours. I want mine. God, can you give me one? It don't have to.